0: Hello and welcome to the Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for tuning into episode 1.9 of the Ball Bags podcast. We have a lot to get through this week, so in addition to fan favourites, player of the week and have you seen this? We will also be covering the English Premier League and the managerial merry-go-round, the NFL and the incident involving Aaron Rodgers and the let's call it a faux vaccination. And then we'll also have a quick look over the NBA to date and kind of have a, a view further on with this. Without much further ado, I'm delighted to be joined. But the chief of controversy is the coach Hello,
1: Hello sir, how are you?
0: Not too bad, can't complain um, I'll address it quickly The bottom feeder athlete won't be with us For the next few weeks He is uh, He's going through a transitional stage in his life And he's rediscovering his body um, Put it that way No, I'm joking he's, uh, he's moving gaff And he's a bit all over the place So He'll be back to us when he's a more um, stable setup.
1: I heard he was acting as Aaron Rodgers' doctor, but look, we'll come back to that later.
0: <laughs> we can touch we can touch base on that later on. So, without much further ado, um, this week's player of the week in partnership with the Athletic. Who have you picked this week, coach?
1: Oh, um Andrew Conway. Thought it was a fantastic performance last week against the Japanese. Um I think I'm turning Japanese. Um but yeah, I thought it was a Obviously, we take the spark away from Johnny Sexton's hundred cap and scoring try and um, machete or whatever it is that he received. That um, that's the one. Um, but Andrew Conway, yeah, he's he's kind of come. He's, he's like he's not that old. What is he? He must be thirty. So yeah, we'll get the World Cup out of him. But I thought it was a very of age performance, very classy yeah. performance.
0: The only thing, the only yes was. The caveat against that is obviously it was a poor Japanese performance.
1: Poor Japanese, I think they've played what three games since the World Cup. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah, no, it's always a, always a huge issue for Japan in general in between World Cups. Yeah, like they play like an Asian tournament, which, which just isn't that strong, but um, in addition, COVID obviously, on top of that. So, but hopefully, little, hopefully,
1: it'll bode well for us coming into the weekend. Yeah, um, look maybe we have
0: a chance in New Zealand maybe I'm over optimistic the bottom feeder athlete had sent through a suggestion strange when as a United fan but he had gone with Yao Cancelo now <laughs> two two goal involvements. the cross for the young goal did come from Yao Cancelo as well yeah I um, was, was just it, thinking what,
1: XG rating that's all yeah
0: was it was it much of a, of a contest unfortunately for United fans I don't think it wasn't I don't think City got out of second gear I think they never looked laboured, they never looked under pressure. Well, more do you say said.
1: Was, was that performance worse than Liverpool performance? That seems to be the thing at the moment. They're going, yeah, it was definitely worse. Was it? I think it was because I think Liverpool went for the juggler. And I think Liverpool. Look, well, maybe Liverpool didn't hit fifth gear,
0: but they definitely hit fourth gear, whereas I don't think City got out of second gear.
1: Yeah, it's a strange one because anyone you seem to ask, or, or the pros or whatever you, you listen to, various podcasts or radio shows, they all seem to say that City are just City. They probably not that they don't have a chance to league, but they're not in people's top two. Everyone kind of seems to be saying Chelsea, Liverpool at the moment. Well, that was probably up until the West Ham game to be fair, but yeah. Um,
0: um, but then Chelsea obviously drew as well, apparently. It, there's been some strange results the last two, week, two weeks. I know City had lost to Palace the weekend before. It's been great Palace. for
1: us uh, for for fans though. For the neutral,
0: yeah, and you genuinely, sides dropping points generally does does um pave the way for an interesting title race down the down the uh, the stretch. Um, go on, Sals, who's nominees, yours then? Mine was Josh Allen, not of Buffalo, but of Jacksonville. Um, first time in NFL history that a quarterback has been sacked by a linebacker of the same name interesting tippet for you uh just all, I thought that was a funny
1: one all the all, all the memes going around the Spider-Man yeah. was good all yeah.
0: the just all the like it, he did actually have a brilliant performance as well so it was tax, tackles was forced fumbles tackles for a loss It was brilliant but it was Jacksonville's first victory on US soil that obviously just the london performance in 21 games Absolutely outrageous! It's Trevor Lawrence's first game, first win in America, um, in the NFL. But it was it was a terrible game. But I just thought for the storyline alone, throw him in there, throw people off guard. And there was one fan nomination. Sorry to say it to you, but Luca Doncic for his buzzer beater against the Celtics on the weekend. He's he is a special talent, and it was a good ending to actually a good match. I know you probably. They're struggling with the Celtics this season, but yeah, he's worthy of a mention. So, taking it all into consideration, if you had, if you had to pick one of them. Who'd be yours? Um, it's actually not to be fair. When you look it's at it's a all, terrible week. Yeah, we probably got to pushed a bit harder and get better players.
1: Again, I think it. Yeah. Um, it's not Cancelo. You, you kind of expected him. Like you, you don't reward someone. You don't reward the postman for delivering post, do you? Like so.
0: Yeah, but then someone
1: keeps fucking sharing
0: Mohamed Zala every week. So do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, but that's when he goes above and beyond. I guess Watford. Yeah. Um, it's between Allen and Conway.
0: Yeah, I I think. It's a
1: you know premature what, of us to give it to Conway?
0: I'm happy to go... or well, I, I, I'm more than happy to go with Luca. Let's go, Luca. Yeah, we'll go... We'll shout out to the the fan. I guess the name escapes me. Sincere apologies. But uh, if I can edit it back in, I will. Right, so moving on. Agree, agree, agree to disagree this week. So, look, obviously we're down to two of us. So we have three topics that we've come up with between ourselves. And we'll kind of brush through them as best we can. So, coach... To yes, date, we've had five sackings in the Premier League this season. So, Daniel Farke, no games to go to an international break. Javier Munoz, zero games to go to an international break. Dean Smith, zero games to go to the international break. Nuno, Espirito, Santos, one game to go to an, to an international break. And Steve Bruce, he's the anomaly because there's obviously other factors to play, but three games to go to an international break. My question to you is... Has the international window put a definitive sacking period on managers in the Premier League, and if so, why? And is it short sighted?
1: Um, I think it needs the. Co- it depends on the circumstances. Like, it is the most natural time to get rid of a manager because they they have time to get to grips with the club and sort out before players return back. Um, <clears throat> is it short sighted in the respect of the managers that? have gone this season. I think possibly in a couple of certain. Like I think Dean Smith probably had enough to turn it around. Um,
0: you've made I, him sell his best player, and then you've you sacked. Him yeah, like it's struggled. that's
1: not his fault. Um, I also think he's one of the best in in history. He's probably one of the best championship managers. I stand to be corrected in terms of stats, but I'm pretty look, sure he's up there.
0: You look at what he did with Brentford as well. Obviously, that was before they got promoted and like that. But yeah.
1: Like um. So D- Dean Smith for me, and I, I think this morning he might have been linked with Norwich. So it'd be straight, like you know, it'd be, you know, in and out. They um, must have known because
0: the fact Sacking came first, didn't it? So they must have known he was.
1: Yeah, and if you, if you look at that re- realistically, Norwich are going down no matter who's in there. Um. So if you if you're, that's a bit of long term sightness, I'd say from Norwich, which is the f- like. If they go down, they're sure to bounce back up. with Smith, you would have thought. Mm. Um, the Farc one I thought was interesting because he is really, really he seems to be really, really quality, but they are just that yo-yo side. And I I just feel that they never depends on who makes the signs, obviously, but they never really got those senior, mature players to come in to just plug holes like John, that kind of to keep them up. That knows the Premier League. There's no one really I think there. They need, they're all, they're a young squad. Like
0: I think they need to break the cycle to make those signings. If that makes sense, is in like yeah, if own, you're a player yeah well it's a year in the Premier League with Norwich and then back then in the Championship it's it's, yeah.
1: hard, it's a hard sell they could probably do with the likes of getting um, like a Johnny Egan in at the back end of Leicester career like some people like that to just put staples in um, bring that culture what's that? Johnny Evans did you say? Johnny Evans sorry it's Johnny Egan I said sorry yeah Johnny Evans people like that that just be staples within the squad that have Premier League experience that's probably what they're missing more so than the manager but like, there's too much player power now I think if you go back fifteen years ago, ten years ago, I don't think that was happening. Yeah, I know we had. I know we had Bilic. Was it last season, December sixteenth, or was it the season before? It's hard to remember now. With Covid. Um. But, but yeah, and, and I think I, Santos. You, go on.
0: But I give you a look at Billich's sacking. You'd say it was the best decision they've made in a long
1: time. Oh, a hundred percent. But I'm, I'm more talking about how early it was. Like he was. He was. Fire didn't he beat City, drew with City, he drew with City, I think. And then got sacked after the game. Um,
0: yeah, which uh, look at Daniel Farrick his first win of the campaign, and yeah. he was sacked. I'd say within the hour afterwards. So ultimately, I think when the decision was made, I I just think it seems as if as we approach an international window, we should be looking around the houses and saying, well, who's actually under pressure and who could go this weekend.
1: Um. Yeah, yeah, but particularly like if you think of someone like it's always the same clubs as well, isn't it? Like Frank de remember him at Crystal Palace, mm. and uh what four games in he was gone. <laughs> but uh yeah, look, I think the only the one that sticks out for me that probably deserve more time, and he uh, it's hard. This a, it, it. It's hard to say, but Santos probably deserved more because he's that type of manager that. I think he was working on a bigger project, but the the club and the board and the fans wanted instant success, and I'm unfortunately Tottenham isn't the club that's going to get instant success. They're, they, I'm I'm looking ten years down the line before Tottenham do anything again. I think. Yeah, but I think if you look at how his
0: contract con- contract was structured, mm. it was kind of a renewal every year. Now I know, look, it's professional sports a contract is not worth the piece of paper it is written on. Yeah. But I do think he was always a stopgap, and I think they from from reports you'd read or whatever they'd gone hard after Conte in the summer his price was too high and they said you know what we'll fill it with Nuno and we'll see how the I suppose the the chess board will play out and um, and then they realised look I don't think it's going to work and they obviously paid a bit more for Conte than what he'd asked for in the summer which is funny because City will pay a bit less for Kane in January as they offered in the summer but um, I I just think the international break. I think boards sometimes to go. Well, look, we're fifty fifty on this guy. If we don't want him, let's get rid of him now. And they kind of it seems a bit more yeah. snap. Like you, the, the real one for me is the. I hope I'm saying this right. Javier Munoz one. Like mm-hmm. that was a good star for Watford. Ten months. Yeah, into that one surprised shocked everyone. I think. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Um. I'm just thinking like when you think of the tables and how many games have got played we've got 11 games played so you've got 27 to make a difference like it's possible all of those managers with the exception of whoever comes into Norwich can turn it around yeah you would have to think
0: like I I still think there's enough quality in Villa for them to turn that around I still think Dean Smith probably was the man to do that they probably needed to maybe bring one or two good like there's still some very good players at Villa Um, oh yeah so it's, it's New, Newcastle to, is
1: probably the funny one that okay they've got I think which financial fair play they're only allowed spend in the region of 96 million I think in January six. Um, is 96 million enough to make a difference to keep them up
0: so so from what I read like obviously Unai mean, I, Emery good evening was uh, good evening. was, was favoured for a job but when he turned it down it's funnier the narrative switch, switched switched so the the narrative had been that he was the favorite because of his resume, mm. but Eddie Howe was the second kind of favorite based on the proposal he had, and his proposal was players he could sign with X budget, B budget, like he'd buy four different budgets in January. Players he could sign, systems he could run. Whereas Unai Emery was very much this is who I am, this is what I've done, this is where I believe I can take you. it. Like you know, it was it was pretty much a. He was getting the job on the CV. Eddie Howe, yeah. a close second, apparently. Now, this is how the narrative switched. was based on what he believed he could do to Newcastle. I do think Newcastle fans will be thankful that they didn't get Emery, that they got Eddie Howe instead. I think all he needs to do is get them 17th place.
1: Yeah easier said than done but you, you, you'd you imagine Watford will fall in there don't you like um, who uh, here's one for you who do you think's next to go because United have pretty much said uh, yet again that we will be sticking with Ole was that this morning I saw that I think or maybe you yesterday s-
0: you say that but then I do think the Glaciers as a board are very susceptible to to kind of fan protests and stuff like that so I do think if, if, if the noise keeps I think like, put it I was talking to a, a diehard United fan and he said Ole is a genius. He is manag he his managerial kinda of, his management is absolutely terrible when there's no one available and the minute someone comes available he seems to start pulling a few results out of the bag. There's no one else available.
1: Like the United go for your prediction of Coleman. Don't know. Yeah. But they've, they've missed out on Conte now, like, so I don't know what you do. The rumour is, obviously, that Rodgers has been spoken to. I don't know if you saw that one. So, it's a wait and see. would drop Rodgers. Rodgers apparently wanted to wait till the end of the season, but he didn't do it at Celtic, did he, when he could have won the, the, the league trophy. So, why well, would you do it now? Um, yeah, maybe like, Rodgers
0: for me, maybe... But, like, it all changed so quickly. Like, if you go back and listen to I think it's the second episode we did. Mm-hmm. So, it was after international first international break... Arsenal just beaten Norwich first game back from the international break, and and you would have said he was under significant pressure. He's not anymore, yep. rightly or wrongly. I'm not, I'm not debating that, but effectively five to seven weeks turns it around. You can turn it around significantly, and now he looks like a genius. I'm not saying he is, I'm just saying. And look, as an Arsenal fan of the last decade, I've lived through a lot of these false dons, so I wouldn't be too optimistic, but. If you, if you,
1: if you, if you zoom out and look at it though, like, if Rogers hadn't been such a likable guy at Leicester, now I, I don't know if anyone thinks that, but like he, he seems to be a decent coach, and the fans seem to like him, but they're twelfth. Like he should probably be under pressure, but you see, pre two thousand fifteen,
0: Leicester in twelfth is a great fucking season. Yeah. So. Leicester, Leicester fans, young and old, appreciate the hard times and, and enjoy the good times more. They know they're not built. Effectively, it's a game theory model in that they're just trying to maintain the relevancy. Some seasons they'll be in the Champions League spots and some seasons they'll be down in the middle of the table. But once they're staying in the Premier League, that's how they win, effectively on their model
1: but like they ha- they do have an ageing squad as well and they don't seem to be doing much investment I know they've got your man Daka up top but like Vardy's getting Vardy's tank needs to go soon has to and he's, it's only built up on Red Bull and chewing gum or something
0: absolutely but Harvey Barnes is is, is, a, is a decent footballer Yuri Tielemans as well is very young
1: Tielemans will be gone though won't he surely
0: yeah, they need to cash it, in how, how much are going to get from him and what can they turn that into yeah yeah look I suppose they're kind of to kind of draw a close to this segment is it dangerous how for clubs how willing they are to sack players uh, sack managers sorry at international windows uh,
1: not 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 at this stage I don't think with, with 27 games to go I think it's see, see once you get to Christmas that's the tough part because it's game after game so I think it's now or never in terms of the season. This international break, it's now or never. After now, you're asking for trouble. Okay, fair enough. Okay, would you agree? Uh, I,
0: I just think. Look, I think it's inevitable that the rate of managerial sackings in the Premiership seems to ramp up every single season. Which is mm-hmm. fine, but you do have to give manager a major chance to embed his systems and, and embed kind of and build the side he wants like the one thing you would say about and i'm being very biased in this the one thing you would say about Arteta despite the struggles he's had over say the first two seasons all his players have hit anyone who's signed has with the exception of maybe olgaard has been i've said this before have relatively been good signings yes so if you're like say munoz nuno to a lesser extent, Fark and and Smith, and look, we we'll leave Steve Bruce out of it. But the two Latin heritage managers, short terms, so both ten months or less. And many of the squad, I mean, it's the players in that squad were their signings. Yeah, very true. Do you know, so I do think? It can very be, true. I mean, a double-edged sword. Right, moving on. Yes, yeah,
1: sir. Um, Aaron Rodgers this week. Um so Aaron Rodgers and the faux vaccination. Do you think he will be held accountable or should he be held accountable? And what kind of message do you think it's sending out to the league? Well not only that league, but the whole of American sports leagues I think is probably more fitting. Um sh- should he be held accountable, yes.
0: Um it's it's a clear violation of kind of the league's policy. So basically the whole Explain league- this one to me now. Yeah,
1: go on, explain this so, one to me now the
0: protocols are say so if you're a unvaccinated player that's fine but you have to wear a mask the duration of your time in the facility indoors you have to either wear a mask or complete media interviews on Zoom he done okay. either for the whole year so far we're what 10 weeks in now mm-hmm. he also claimed he was immunised which was basically he consulted with Joe Rogan famous podcast um and did his research and had like a herbal treatment against covid basically effectively but didn't actually get the vaccination so we should be held accountable because he has he also had this big massive i don't know if you've seen it if you follow anything on social media you might have come across memes of him who he basically grew his hair for the whole year so he could dress up as john wick for halloween which is a bit childish maybe and I do like Rogers dude. do I generally have up until this point liked Rogers and um, and then he basically he's contracted COVID not too long after this Halloween party so that would be suspect, susceptible so
1: who should be the one policing this it. like he just held up his hands and went oh I'm immunised but I mean who and so, obviously did regular interviews and stuff but who should have been the one to go well show me your COVID passport there mate it's
0: a combination of a few things. Um, the Packers were... I don't know if "sleep at the wheel is the correct term or if it was a case of, well, look, it's, it's Aaron. And despite the bad summer we've had and despite the fact he's definitely leaving us this summer, he is the face of the organisation. And we need him present at media interviews and we kind of want as much out of him as we're going to get out of him this season. So will try not to rock the boat too much in the midseason because he's not afraid to step down he's not afraid he's a, he's a bit of a quirky character to put it lightly he's he's not afraid to speak his mind um so they kind of i wouldn't say we're asleep at the wheel i would say they had a good knowledge of the fact that he wasn't fully vaccinated but they kind of probably rolled the dice and um, but the bigger one who's kind of accountable and this is kind of why the belief is he's not going to be held accountable is the nfl didn't properly do the full diligence so the nfl were kind of asleep at the wheel on this one so that's why despite all the bombardment all the like the nfl is very quick to act when they know the players in the wrong but when there's a potential that they might also be in the wrong tends to be kind of a quieter deal. It also and look, they're they're for two very different reasons, it is worth noting that, but in kind of the American sports media it's it's definitely not a good look at how Rodgers has been treated. And I don't mean like commentary and stuff on kind of situation, but I mean in terms of how he's actually been treated by the organization versus how Kyrie Irving as a male of African American descent is being treated by the Brooklyn Nets and to a lesser extent the NBA now that's kind of New York State specific protocols as to why he's yeah. not and I do kind of agree with Brooklyn Nets and what they've done they've kind of said well look you can't play the home games, so we're not going to take you on the away games and that's why yeah. he's kind of sitting out um, um, there's also the issue too that like despite the fact that Curry thinks the earth's flat and he's an anti-mask or an anti-vaccination apparently look whatever each their own he's not actually contracted COVID so he's locked up in his
1: library but the looks of it looks every he, time he does an interview but he has abided by the protocols for someone who's not vaccinated and have we seen excuse my ignorance but have we seen an interview of Roger since this whole debacle he appeared on the Pat McAfee show
0: I think he might the, have done Jimmy Kimmel as well did he m- maybe I know he, I know he definitely was on Pat McAfee um, is it kind of Pat McAfee's best? Is kind of his 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 best mate? Like he's a good PR man. Like he, anytime there's a bit of Aaron Rodgers controversy, he goes on to Pat Mc- McAfee. He doesn't get too grilled. He's allowed to be himself, and Pat McAfee will back him and stuff like that. So, he, it, it's. I like the podcast, but it's you've got to take what what's said about Aaron Rodgers online with a pinch of salt.
1: And is Aaron Rodgers? Do you think taking it seriously?
0: did he take it seriously, is that what you think no, well eh. is,
1: is he taking it seriously I suppose no. absolutely not he's never taken um, it seriously in his life well there's that and the whole Joe Rogan thing was that in jest no So I, I read articles and I, I wasn't I know he said it but did he no he, he do it he spent I think from I've read varying articles
0: so I don't know if it's concrete evidence but allegedly he had a three hour Zoom call with Joe Rogan discussing the efficacy of a vaccinate vaccines and all the evidence they had and
1: the efficacy you your, of masks
0: yeah. and I do think when quizzed post-testing positive, Aaron Rodgers was able to present a 756 page document to the NFL of like non-scientific based rhetoric as to why neither were effective
1: well just FYI the Joe Rogan Experience podcast does sell masks that are made in China, so you know. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be taking a whole lot of information from him.
0: Yeah, great podcast. Yeah, uh, it. okay. It, 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 it's that's, spot, that's not, it's the Spotify partnership has. Yeah. So yeah, it, it,
1: it I think I think it really depends on the guest. But look, let's not get into it. Yeah. True. Um and okay, well then what do you think happens from here on out regarding like he it, it can't be the only one there's a lot of hippie nfl players so no, well, well there's what a lot like and what happens now
0: it'll be interesting to see who the next see, see none of them are really an issue because well the issue is if someone catches covid and we find out that they're actually not vaccinated when they've said they're vaccinated. There's plenty of players who said they're not vaccinated and they're not going to vaccinate because that's against kind of their beliefs and stuff like that. Like DeAndre Hopkins is an example. Yes. Um, but it depends on the circumstances, it depends on who the player is. And if if they test positive and they've told us that they're vaccinated and they're not, and it happens to be. An African American player. It would be very interesting to see what happens, what the public reaction is to that.
1: If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a strange one, and I did like Aaron Rodgers, so I just don't want to see him being a dick.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's that's it. it that's has, what he's doing. It has. <laughs> uh, it has changed my my narrative of Rogers somewhat, kind of his, uh less a fair attitude to it all, um, and kind of just uh, like it, he had a huge party in Halloween that he shouldn't have had per, per Milwaukee would be Wisconsin state laws, so he, he it's getting in against it's going to be legal as well as opposed to just NFL specific issues, but look, we've rambled on about this too much, I suppose, look make sure you get yourself jabbed, if you don't want to get jabbed, make sure you abide by the protocols and we'll hopefully get through this all together the, uh, the feel good statement of March and April of 2020 still resides let's do this together <laughs> right
1: moving on anyway so stay staying... positive, test negative kids <laughs> yeah.
0: so been a few weeks now still very early yeah. days don't like to make any too wild, too many bold predictions in the NBA post all-star weekend similar to the Premier League at um, Christmas time we don't really want to make too many bold predictions or decisions same with the NFL after Turkey Day or Thanksgiving Day which is coming up soon but myself and the coach said let's have a look at the early season performers and why don't me personally, come up with three of the early season top performers who we don't envisage maintaining their um, early season rise to the top, and three early season strugglers, which the coach is going to take, who we see turning things around. So, when we go one, one, one versus one, one versus one, so I'll kick it off. Yes, sir. my first side that I feel is going to drop and this is predictable to anyone that's ever listened to me talk tripe on the podcast Philadelphia 76ers currently first <laughs> in the East Ben Simmons fiasco doesn't seem to like be going anywhere yes they're number one in the East but they're a Joel Embiid injury away from being ninth in the East in a fortnight Um. I don't think they have the talent like they have the squad depth I mean you're looking for stars outside of outside of Joel Beat, like it's Tobias Harris who hasn't been a great signing for the 76ers yeah they have Danny Green is he a star anymore? definitely not Seth Curry Ron Curry Seth so Curry
1: yeah but he's, he stepped it up Seth I think back yeah. end the last season earlier this season
0: yeah he steps it up for patches throughout his career like he's yeah. just he's, that's true player he is so delightfully and anyone who knows me would know I'm delighted to be here saying this to you 76ers they're going to drop in the East and they're going to get bounced
1: in the first round of the playoffs
0: hmm. thank you Good night.
1: Um the first one I'm going to open the floodgates with is obviously my team the Celtics they have to turn it around they have to like they have to turn it around don't they
0: It's interesting the uh, the the trade talk of Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons is starting to heat up.
1: I don't know why it is though. Yeah, I don't know why it is. Like Like, you look at the team there, Tatum Smart's probably been a a bit unfortunate. Obviously, he came out with that kind of outburst if you want to call it that. What was it? Two weeks a week? Two weeks ago now? Like they've got a strong five and then. I think Peyton Pritchard's been decent. I think Robert Williams been okay, but th- the problem is they've all been okay, mm-hmm. and they're not like Peyton Pritchard at the back end. The last season was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and doesn't see he had a long summer as well. He he played in the in the in the summer league, and he also played in a couple of exhibition stuff, which I thought I found very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's I I'm, I'm wondering, though. it is minutes, but. And he did need minutes to be fair um but I thought he had he had a very kind of intense back end of the season last year. I'm wondering are they missing out on Tristan Thomas after he moved on? I know that's a weird thing to say, but something's missing, and Al Horford and Enos Cantor don't seem to be filling the gap or the I void. think it's, I think it's probably coaching the new
0: coach hmm I think it's probably coaching I think it's they probably should have had a bit of strength and and still still a very young young side still a very young roster um, it's all yeah but and yeah. I think I think sometimes and this is a very arsing thing to say because you know much like Jason Tatum but I do think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are John Wall and Bradley Beal in Washington they're talented players they're they're all stars but they're individuals but they're individuals and I don't think they're a uh, a deep run the playoff side at present I do think they're going to need a trade to get them them over the line we're obviously prefacing all these on the basis that nothing changes there's no major trade Ben Simmons doesn't go for half the league do you know what I mean and, and Philadelphia six mm. has become dominant Um, yeah but I, I understand that's a, maybe a very personal choice but I would say uh, look I hope they do as in like I, I do think Boston a good Boston side is good for the league too It's one of those sides that yeah huge fan base need, especially this part of the world need a good east coast side
1: Hmm.
0: okay my second side hit me up only side in the west it's a very harsh one it's a massive it's probably a massive stretch and a lot of people probably would be a bit angry but, but I'll explain it to you so currently second in the east at the time of recording Utah Jazz and they have a brilliant roster they have a brilliant roster they've got Donovan Mitchell they've got Bogdanovich they've got Rudy Gobert Mike Conley Jordan Clarkson Royce Neal um, then look they've also got Hassan Whiteside I don't know he's the the kind of player he was a few years ago or the potential you don't think he's lived up to the potential he had a few years anyway and they still have old man Ru- rudy gay on the bench as well rudy i think they've a good roster i think they're hyper competitive i think they're slept on and off a lot like rudy gobert all joking aside about covid and stuff like that yeah look he, he's a good he's probably one of the best defensive players in the league donovan mitchell can just catch flight Mike Conley's slept on, as is Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson is probably the most underrated player in the league. But they just strike me as like what Denver has been the last few years. Like they'll be excellent regular season. I don't see them dropping the regular season, but they'll probably bounce in rounds one and two. I just think they just strike me as that kind of a, it's. A, it's a very difficult place to go play as well. Utah as well. Like the fans are ferocious. But I just, just have a feeling that they're they're a bit like what I said about. Oh, I'm not gonna say that, but what I'm gonna say is like, I, they just seem as if they can, they're there for the taking. If they fall to the if they if they come up against a side that's lower ranked than they probably their talent suggests, I think they could advance mm-hmm. in the first and second round. It would, would be my prediction, and the West is stacked.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, you want my number two? Yeah, give me your number two. The Bucks. And I'm going to explain why there's no reason to be concerned. They are going back to the top. The reason being is injuries and bad three-point shooting. Um, if you take a glance at the standings um, from the first little while, you'd be surprised because they have lost to... The Timberwolves and the Spurs, who both obviously would not be kind of considered to make the playoffs, um, and they lost three in a row in that spell, which is the first time they've had a losing streak that, that big, which is strange. Um, but the main one for me is on the opening night against the Nets, they had a starting five of uh, Drew Holliday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and uh, Brooke Lopez, which is the only time they've played together. And they've only played a grand total of six minutes together. how do you feel about that one?
0: Yeah. Well, obviously like they had a very long summer last summer. It's so, yeah, oh
1: yeah, hundred percent. But it's I think it's been injury an injury struck beginning to the season that um, last season amongst the leaders in three point shooting and this season jeez, I don't know, but they've been I think I'm trying to look it up here, through the first seven games they were eighth in three point shooting. Yeah. So,
0: no, no, I'll, but look, look, they're not—they're not a strong three-point shooting team, anyway. They never were. Um, but yeah, I would be in agreement. Like they're probably looking at the the East. They're probably saying, Philadelphia's top. Advances against Philadelphia, Miami would be a battle. They are playing a different level of defensive basketball. Yeah, yeah. Chicago are different, but they're a divisional rival. So we'll get a few cracks at Chicago, and we let them work out by the playoffs. Washington, yeah. conveniently enough, I could talk with them next. Cleveland, they they they'll stay where they are. The Knicks, the Knicks and the Knicks. Brooklyn Nets, like they're still a bit of a mess. Toronto, Charlotte is still quite young. And then Boston are struggling. Atlanta, and then obviously it's it's it's, it's the Scrags of of the division, and um, other conference. So, yeah, they know they can make a run. They can make a run, and um, so yeah. No, I I I, I concur. Book to say buck, it. Okay, so obviously I just touched on touched on there the Washington Wizards. So they're fourth in the East. They they're 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 a strange outfit. So obviously key players from last year have been retained. It's obviously Bradley Beal and Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant, I don't think he's gonna ever come to fruition as to what they thought he was. They've added in pieces, obviously, in Kyle Kuzma. Has played well to start the season, but you know, Michael Kardashian chasing in a few weeks' time. <laughs> Montrez Har- Harrell, like he's very, very like he was good in he was good at the Clippers. He wasn't good at the Lakers. He's very streaky, and then Spencer Dinwiddie. Who look, I actually rate Spencer Dinwiddie, but. I'm looking at it from a more chemistry point of view I'm looking at it from a more historical point of view there's too much on Bradley Beal's shoulders I think he's phenomenal he's an all-star, rightly so but if given the two sides we've talked about so so you've brought, so like Milwaukee and Boston
1: mm-hmm.
0: over the course of what have they all played, there's another 72 games roughly speaking each left to play they could be come end of the season they could be struggling to lock in the eighth or the seventh seed. I think they could be colossal not a colossal fall, it would be expected as such, but yeah they're definitely gonna follow it. That would probably be easiest pick out of the
1: the three. Very good. Um okay so I had to pick one from the West um just to level things out. It was tough. There's a lot of teams underperforming in the West you can look at the Rockets, who've lost eight on the bounce. You can look at the
0: Rockets. Are, the Rockets are at their level. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> you Rockets look at
1: the 11. Pelicans with Zion, lost seven on the bounce. Um, the Timberwolves—they're probably at their level. They've lost five. So it came down for me to the Trailblazers and the Lakers. Okay, um, it's some people will say. Lakers is, is 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 like mustard you have people that love it and people that hate them it's one of those things um, and let's just say age isn't on their side but they're a team of superstars if you're going to create a team for Space Jam this will probably be it I'll if touch on the Trailblazers on what's that? If
0: you're sitting at home with the Xbox and it's 2k
1: 15 <laughs> okay so early early in the day when I was doing a bit of research I was going with the Trailblazers because I really like Damian Lillard um, but they also have a whole lot going on with the GM there at the moment. This being the reason, I think they actually can't turn it around. And um, prior to this, I think probably they could, and and Damian Lillard, and you know uh, Larry Nance, and you know all of them. I think they could. I think I think they could have turned it around. But now with this all coming out in the last couple of days, I'm not convinced anymore. I think that's going to put a in the back of house. It's going to put a, a lot of shit hitting the fan. So we'll go with Proverbal. the Lakers. Fair. Yes, the proverbial. Yeah, it um, like it. kind of. Be I think the Lakers are just too good. They're just too good to not turn it around. They've way too much experience, way too much maturity. Um, will they regret not keeping Alex Caruso? Possibly. The goal. I think. Of course. Um. Anthony Davis is a funny one for me. I want to get your opinion on him because you don't think he's as good as he has been, or can he get back to Pelicans' good?
0: I think for a big man he's remarkably soft and I don't mean injury prone I mean soft as in like he kind of, sometimes he shirks away from the physicality and there's sometimes, there's sometimes he's brilliant but when he hits the ground he hits the ground like he's been shot by a sniper and he's a big man and I don't think it sends a great message um, I don't think he's as good as is hyped but it's because of like what did he go to the Olymp- he, like he went straight from college to the Olympics 2008 Beijing um, yeah. Like he, he's trademarked his eyebrow. Like I mean, what, what does that tell you about a bloke? Um, it tells me he's
1: disgusting
0: and probably doesn't wash. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, I think. Um. You know, I, I, I'd agree. Like, I, I've don't have a huge amount of time for for AD. I, I do think he's good at, but like, I think him being with LeBron has probably made him better in my opinion in terms of like what I think of him. I kind of would root for him a bit more being with LeBron and stuff like that obviously I'm a huge Westbrook guy I understand his flaws but it doesn't mean I don't enjoy watching him every time I get a chance to I think the thing about the Lakers though and it's it's rare you see it, it's in glimpses but it is very early in the season when they click my god do they click did they scarily click this early in, in the kind of partnership and stuff so I think as we've said after All-Star break they could be there or thereabouts as to what we expected when this experiment came together
1: well, here's one I you. So, Russell Westbrook, we all love the man. We all love or love to hate, whichever. And um, he's the king of shit outery. If there was gonna be one in the NBA, I would say he's he's up there. Like he's, I've I really enjoyed watching him, and it's always the ESPN clips of him just causing murder. But I read an article uh, with Sports Illustrated saying how they think that Westbrook has now realised his style of play doesn't suit the Lakers. True. Fact or fiction? True. Yeah. But it's the first time he's he's realized that. <laughs> so
0: Russ's style doesn't doesn't work a lot of places when there's more than one star. But is this an issue? Of course, it's an issue.
1: So will he but be gone? If,
0: but if there's no, no, won't be gone. If there is, well, what I would say is, if there's anyone with the basketball IQ to overcome Russ's sh- shortcomings and direct them into the best way forward for a basketball team, it's LeBron basketball IQ is unmatched
1: ok but hear me out despite which team what thing? about Russell Westbrook in Boston for who the Celtics
0: oh trade no. <laughs> um, <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> well, well I was hoping it wasn't going to be the Pats because then, then I have a few follow up questions to <laughs> the Red Sox so I'll be like what
1: uh, I just think that if there was going to be a big I think the Celtics need something serious and I think they need that type of player that kind of I that don't character that Rodman that sh- shit house that Joey Barton like you know no because I think
0: he's a point guard and you have a point guard and I think I don't I think what the Celtics need is a dominant big they need a dominant centre yeah Fair, Like, and I don't think there's, there's anything that the Celtics can put together in a trade package for us that improves them if that makes sense like if they're getting Russ back they're giving up Jalen Brown or they're giving up Jason Tatum and I don't think Jalen Brown and Russell Westbrook Jason Tatum and Russell Westbrook is the same as Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum plus another piece so because of how the contracts are, stu- are structured because like, the salary cap obviously and, and they're still kind of on the smaller contracts because of their age
1: who did you say Jalen's linked to it
0: Jalen Brown's linked to Philadelphia for for Ben Simmons.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which. It's, uh, it's not going to do anything. Let me tell you, I'll be coming to your house with a box of Kleenex tissues and some chocolate, and I'll stroke your hair, and I'll, we'll get through it if it happens.
1: Oh, I think they'd be better off with Andre Drummond or something. I know the Sixers want to get rid of Simmons, don't they? So mm. It's never going to happen. So. I'll tell you what, though the Bulls have been magnificent I hope they can keep it up
0: yeah it's 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 Chicago they, they've kind of timed it well um, so obviously the Chicago Bears are a bit of a mess right now because of just how the organisation set up but Justin Fields seems to be coming good we touched on it last week just how bad the Black Sox are and uh, not the Black Sox sorry the Black Hawks are and the Cubs have kind of just blown up the organisation as well so it's kind of a perfect opportunity for a sports side to be dominant in Chicago there's a lot of fans looking for somewhere to clink to hope um. so it's, it's perfect for Chicago right now Demar 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 I say it the less I like it
1: yeah no look at a good side they've built something special there hopefully uh, hopefully for the the ball family
0: yeah look hopefully dope. hopefully, um, hopefully <laughs> the Celtics can sort themselves out and we could have a, a real nice eastern challenge I mean, we'd have some more traditional sides see Chicago Bulls New York Knicks and, and Boston Celtics in the playoffs this year it's a good bit of rivalry between those three sides given history in the 90s and stuff but move on? yes sir okay final bit the old fan favourite have you seen this in partnership with uk? click the link in the podcast description to peruse the wide variety of U.S. sporting merchandise from our friends at USA UK. So I don't have a video for you this week. There's loads out there, obviously. Um, but it's more—it's more of a stat. So it's—it's it's the Manning curse. So I don't know if you've seen this thing. It's, it's a real American thing, but there's a show that runs side by side with Monday Night Football, which is Manningcast. So obviously, it is two brothers, Peyton and Eli Manning. Um, and they're joined by traditionally speaking um, current NFL players to chat to in Monday Night Football but look they've had Marshawn Lynch and they don't always have current players but the Manning curse so players are currently 0-6 after pairing on the Manning cast so Travis Kelsey was on week 1 lost in week 2 Russell Wilson was on week 1 lost in week 2 Gronk was on week 2 lost in week 3 Matt Stafford was on week 3 lost in week 4 Tommy Brady was on week 7 lost in week 8 and Josh Allen was on in week 8 and what happened to him last week he lost to Josh Allen so if you had to pick one current player to go on the Manning cast in
1: the, who would it be in the sporting world or NFL in, world? I'll, give,
0: I'll give you the, I'll open out the sporting world
1: Paul Pogba I <laughs> <laughs> probably
0: have Kevin Durant on until the cows come home
1: um, who in the NFL I'm trying to think is there anyone that I really don't like at the moment do you know don't what look
0: as someone who bashed Brady out of his life Jesus I'm starting to enjoy him more and more since he got out in New England um, yeah, <sighs> prob- prob- probably Dak not because I just I like the bloke, but because I want the Cowboys to lose.
1: Yeah, and then I was going to say maybe Odell, but we don't know where he's going to be. so. Yeah. Interesting. Uh,
0: chat is heating up that he's going to the Seahawks as well. It's kind of the latest thing I was reading this morning anyway. Hmm. Which, look, I don't know if that's necessarily a title contender. We did say he wanted to be in a title contender, but... Don't worry, we, we, we get that... Uh,
1: We'll get that hot off the press. We get, that, we get that
0: tweet off Rapport maybe this evening or tomorrow. We'll see. Um, no fan questions again this week. I don't know what we did to you. Maybe you don't like hearing your own voice on the podcast. Yeah. But if you don't, just pop us a DM. You can do it via Twitter. Sasquatch Scoop. You can do it via Instagram. Midseason snoop. You can even pop me an email. SasquatchScoop at gmail.com. And I'll read it out for you. I'll read it out. We'll do our best answer for you. So. That's all for me.
1: It's all for me. Thank
0: you and